Podcast One. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. In this series, we talk to industry leaders about the global and local developments that you need to be across this week. This audio edition is created in conjunction with partners as part of our Market Voice series. Well, welcome. Fascinating conversation today about uh, where the television genre of food is going. Two chaps who know food probably more than anyone else. It's uh, Daniel Monaghan, the head of programming at 10, and Marty Benson, the veteran executive producer at MasterChef and with Endemol Shine. Daniel, first up, there is a bit of market concern around what's going on with some of the cooking shows, or at least some of your rival cooking shows. Are we at peak food? Are we at food fatigue? What's going on with audiences, and, and what does this mean for MasterChef this year? Yep. Look, I think you're right. I think there is um, concern around MKR. You're probably misspoken. MKR and MasterChef are entirely different shows. Are you trying to say I was misguided there, were you, Daniel? (laughs) We don't view MKR necessarily in the same genre as MasterChef. MasterChef's all about the food and the contestants. And uh, I think the way MKR has gone over the years, I know it's based in around a dinner table, but it is probably we would consider it to be more in line with something like Married at First Sight, some constructed reality uh, whereby it's more about the contestants and their uh, rivalry or uh, drama, if right. you will. Yeah. Uh, and MasterChef has never been pitched like that. It's always been about uh, the contestants and their journey and and their food dream, if you will, uh, and all about the food that they create and the career that they want to make at the end of it. Uh, Marty, you've been – how long have you been with MasterChef? Uh, I joined season seven. So I've been the EP since season seven. So this is my sixth season which means, you know, I've seen uh, the roller coaster effect. Season seven and season went up in the ratings. Eight and nine dipped a little bit. Ten went up again. Eleven dipped a little bit. And I predict 12 will go up again. Wow. Well, this is what I look forward to getting to this one. Your sense, though, with what Daniel's talking about, how I'm wrong about my assumptions on food fatigue, at least for MasterChef, what is the, the nuances here around food and audiences and what they're looking for. Well, it's, it is interesting, just to go ahead, just to echo Daniel's thoughts, that in My Kitchen Rules is a reality show that has a bit of food in it, whereas MasterChef is a food competition. Uh, I don't even see it as a reality show. I see it as a food competition, the greatest cooking competition on TV in in the world. We, you know, our show, I know I sound like a, I'm selling ourselves, but our show, our Australian, the Australian version is sold in 120 countries. Since the Australian version has been made, now 62 countries make MasterChef like we make it. So, you know, it's over. It's seen by over 300 million people globally. I mean, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. So, And, this, and you're talking purely about the Australian spin on the format. Yeah, correct. Correct. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're just entering a very new and exciting time with our new judges. And I think that, you know, people love food. I do think that the intrigue and interest around food it will never wane. Uh, and as long as we keep producing great uh, TV, then people will keep watching. This year, you, you, you sort of hinted at it, Marty, that there's a big uh, revamp of MasterChef. Some would say, wow, what, what are they doing and why are they doing it, including myself? It's, it's a significant overhaul. New judges and some changes to what you're doing in show. I'll get to Marty in a minute, but how did you come to that position? Tell us about what it is. So I think it's well documented uh, that we parted ways with George, Matt and Gary and, and, and why that was. I feel like we've fallen on our feet with Andy, Jock and Melissa in, in a really good way. 
last year, the, the numbers, as Marty said, it, they dipped. We needed to come back this year. When the judges left, it gave us a really exciting time to get new judges in that represented a more diverse, a bit younger, uh, a bit more, a bit fresher. And I think Mel and Andy and Jock do just that. Did you know that's what you wanted from the get-go or did you work through that? We definitely knew that what we had for the first 11 seasons, while excellent and obviously did amazing jobs for, for the numbers for a number of years, uh, was a certain time. And I think we needed to have uh, a gendered balance there. Uh, we needed diversity and we got that. Uh, and we needed some fresh voices um, uh, in Australian cooking. And Marty will talk to the casting process because I know he was heavily involved. But that was a, a forefront of what we needed for, for the show going forward to give it another five, ten years with these three. Ah, so this wasn't just necessarily a, a great strategy to mitigate the risk of new judges and yet this was in the pipe for a while. It wasn't, this wasn't the driver. It's turned out to be a, a, a perfect storm, but it had, been, it had been mooted before. The people who have come through MasterChef, there is an extraordinary percentage that have gone on to successful careers and are working in the industry. No matter how many restaurants they had or, or what they had done with their career going forward, there was a desire for the MasterChef trophy. And so to bring them back this year with the three new judges, it felt like this was the right year to hero those contestants front and centre. The ones that people knew, they were getting three new judges. You're absolutely right. They are getting three new judges, I should say. And we're giving them 24 contestants that they already they already know very well, some extremely well like Poe and, and, and Reynolds, et cetera. Um, we're giving them those people that they that they love to watch, uh, and the judges they are doing a fantastic job, and they are, they are have gelled really well. But it did give them a slight comfort, I imagine, to have those contestants already knowing the process, knowing the ropes, yeah, knowing the, yeah, no, right. knowing the process. And you know, in season one, back in season one of MasterChef, George, Matt, and Gary weren't anybody really. They were, and they weren't featured in our promo campaign. They were the judges on on the cooking show. And um, I feel like that our new judges deserve a bit of time to, to bet in, not that I've, from what I've seen, they need much at all. I guess that's the, the issue, isn't it? Expectations back when at launch, nobody knew anything about anything on that one. Now there's a sort of a, a legacy there. And there has been some angst, at least in the market side, from marketers, agencies about, okay, if we're going to back the show, um, what's going to happen in, in this in this new season? Um, Marty, you... you um, don't think there is anything to worry about by the sounds of it. It's all shaping up um, quite well on, on set at the moment. Yeah, the the content honestly is jumping out of the screens. Uh, the What we did was we wanted to start with a bang. We couldn't just come out the gates chugging. You know, we had to just come out the gates firing. So we made sure we spent a lot of time with Jock, Melissa and Andy, uh, making sure that they felt comfortable in the environment and they gelled with each other so we spent weeks with them rehearsing going through many different processes and the thing that we realized immediately was uh one was they were unpredictable which uh, gary matt and george became a bit predictable uh they we didn't know what they were going to do where they were going to go what they were going to say if they were going to agree with each other so it was exciting from the get-go can you give me an example there marty like when you say they're unpredictable like what give us a give us your biggest unpredictable uh, moment. jock running up the stairs to do a time call from the gantry unprompted 
you know, or Jock and Andy just walking around doing bench visits. And normally, you know, Gary and George would always walk around and be next to each other and stand opposite side of the bench. And Jock just would go around the other side. And we were like, just, you know, it's just movement. A bit more randomness there. Yeah, we're loosening it off. And so Melissa just being at the, at the back bench and seeing something and just calling Jock over and Jock running over to see what happened. And, you know, it's just stuff that, you know, they've always just that Gary, Matt and George fell into a way of this is how we do it. Right. Whereas Jock, Andy and Melissa have got their own way of doing it. And that's so exciting. You know, it really is exciting. And they don't always agree with each other, but they do... Uh, just have a, a kind of energy and a freshness that has actually re-energized me. You know, I've, having done five seasons already, 66 episodes a season, you'd think I'd be getting bored of it. And I am um, never... Have I been so excited You're by back. this? Marty's yeah, back. No, uh, Marty, well, I was always there, but you know, I was always told it was just change in MasterChef is a matter of degrees. Like we know what it is. We kind of treat it like the AFL footy season. It's just you know, MasterChef season's coming back again. Uh, but you know, now I've been told actually dial it up a bit. Let's change it up a bit. So it's really exciting. Was the trio? Did they emerge naturally, or did it take some work to go? Let's put the jigsaw to together this way uh, it took a lot of work we, we literally looked at hundreds and hundreds of, of of options we had loads of people come to us you know put their hands up and we thought about you know big names from all over the world and but really what we wanted was a as daniel hinted at before a long-term solution like we're not just trying to maintain the brand we're trying to grow the brand and we're trying to push it into the next 10 years i've always said you know, like soap operas, people have always said, what do you think about reality TV? Do you think it can survive? How long can it last? And I'm like, I think it'll outlast soap operas. So I think reality TV is here for the foreseeable future. And I, I think that uh, MasterChef as a, as a cooking format has got, you know, an infinite amount of time ahead of it. So Daniel, the obvious thing to an undeveloped television eye like mine is to go get some more celebrities, just change the mix up. You didn't do that. Were you tempted and did you feel a little bit uh, of pressure on going for some no names initially? Uh, absolutely. You're always tempted by the Gordon Ramsays of the world, but can you afford him and can he afford the time to come and do something like that for a whole series? Is he involved at all? He is. He's in the first week. Bang. Literally what Marty just said was we wanted to we want to extend this brand. To get someone of the caliber of, of the Gordon level, it buys us one year maybe, but it's not going to buy us the 10 and we need to extend this brand for years to come. A celebrity chef would have been a Band-Aid for a while. We're not looking for a Band-Aid. We're looking for, we're looking for the next 10 years. As part of the, the overhaul, you've got some changes coming through the week. What's going on there? You're going to, turn, you're going to dial up a little bit, uh, Marty or Daniel, to that? We have kind of just shifted the format a little bit. So we used to start on a Sunday night with a mystery box and invention test. And then we would have a pressure test on a Monday night, which would in, it result in an elimination. Uh, and then we'd have a few more challenges leading up to the elimination on a Thursday night. So our big limbs were Monday and Thursday. Uh, what we've done is actually we've shifted it. So now our eliminations are at the business end of the week, Sunday night and Tuesday night. So the kind of Wednesday and Thursday nights are much happier, uh, much more fun. And the Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is the business. So hopefully we'll be able to compete better uh, and grow and make people want to watch. I just want to add to that from the network perspective. Sunday night is the biggest night in terms of, of, of getting that week kicked off. So we're really 
uh, from our perspective, excited about that change. Over the years, the, in the beginning of MasterChef, um, the, the Mystery Rocks was synonymous with with Sunday Night. Uh, it has um, come off in the past couple of years because our competitors and ourselves later in, in different parts of the year are using that Sunday Night as this huge hook. The, there's house reveals on, on, on Sunday nights. There's commitment ceremonies on other channels. There's always that big um, giant hook. So the fact that um, Endemol Shine has, has moved uh, just tweak the format a little bit to move that elimination to have that unmissable moment on the Sunday night. We're really thrilled about um, to get the the week kicked off as as it happens every every time. Well, I have to ask you, Marty. You did put a big carrot out there earlier in the conversation about saying ratings would go up. Let's not hold you to it. What what's possible? Uh, oh, I think we can go. Actually, we will hold you to it. I think. <laughs> I, I predict that we'll be five to ten percent up on last year. I'll let Daniel talk about exact figures, but I predict five at least five percent up on last year, uh, on average. I think the intrigue with the new judges, the the absolute love of our contestants. You know, we've got twenty four contestants that between them have over four million followers on social media. That's got to be a draw card. I mean, we've got the best of the best from the last 11 years. I mean, it's never, the, the content's never been so exciting. So, yeah, I'm predicting a 5 to 10% rise. Bloody hell, you're selling me. Um, Daniel, does Marty make you nervous with these numbers? No, he's, he's being conservative. I will add as well that those contestants, uh, they are so hungry to win this season. It is not a, 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 a tour of back in of the MasterChef kitchen. They are there to take this crown and, and playing uh, as hard as uh, anyone has and wanting it uh, as much as any of the contestants in the past 11 seasons have. I think 5 to 10%, uh, it, 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 I'm joking when I say conservative, I think it, it, if we did 5 to 10%, we'd be thrilled. Why I think we're going to grow this year is we are coming off a much better base this year in terms of our schedule leading up to MasterChef. We've had a much better start with I'm a Celebrity being up. Our quarter one is up. I know um, the Survivor numbers are doing uh, phenomenally better than we were we did this time last year, yes, right. Which is which means that that brilliant promo that's just come on air in the last week is getting seen. So I think those factors, from a network perspective, are going to see that the show is going to have a better chance, and it's fresh. There was a sense of something a bit flat last year. We had a great season ten, and we dipped in season eleven for for whatever reason. It just probably didn't feel like it. It probably felt like it needed a refresh, and we were gifted that. Uh, when we parted way, uh, ways with the judges. There's some, there's some very good optimism coming from both of you. It sounds like a great show. I have to ask before I let you go, as, as producers of a, of a big television show like this, brand integration, uh, historically a word that every producer rolled their eyes at. I would love to get your guys' perspective on where it's at for MasterChef and, and your, um, your take on how that's going. Programmer, not producer, but Marty's a producer. Still slightly creative though, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. I, I think there's one thing that we're very proud of uh, at MasterChef is our seamless uh, brand integration. You know, it's um, it's fine that you run into the pantry and you see cold boxes in there. You would expect that. Uh, the contestants arrive in, in Holden cars. You would expect them to arrive in some kind of car. It's never slap in your face annoying on MasterChef. It's always seamless and it's always got to be have some kind of uh, relatability. Uh, any products, we don't just, uh, you know, buddy up with with products that don't mean anything so yeah i'm very proud of how we do it especially when i watch shows like mkr and uh, the block on channel nine i mean they celebrate it somehow but I, i'm very glad that on masterchef it has to just be slick 
It's incredibly uh, organic on MasterChef, and uh, and for all our shows, um, it it is one of the most, if not the most, highly integratable uh, show on our network. Um, and for that very reason, for the fact that they use milk, they use A2 milk, the coal, the pantry is a Coles pantry. People accept that it is Coles. It's not in your face uh, as it can be on um, some other shows and you, you are able to integrate a lot of um, different products uh, in that show without ever thinking yeah, you're being sold and it's 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 highly valuable. And the brands are back. There's a bunch of brands back. So they're backing your new vision. Absolutely. And we, we did a tour to speak to them all at the end of last year especially when the judges left to reassure them that we knew where the ship was heading and we were, it, it was going in the right direction and and they're back and they all they all got on board having seen a lot of people at the launch on Wednesday night they were thrilled in the kitchen with the judges with the, the contestants with the new promo they were really happy with their decision. So the world exclusive here is when's launch? We do not. I don't, I, I, I'm not lying to you. We don't have a date. We always have about two dates in mind with MasterChef until we get a bit closer. Is that so you can lie without having to worry? <laughs> in truth, uh, we always used to wait until um, our rival shows had finished. You would never program anything against the end of Married at First Sight. But we also used to wait for MKR to end. And I, I think we've got the premier brand. Let me put it that way. Great. Hey, that's a great conversation. My food fatigue argument has completely been obliterated. You have probably uh, proved that there is some life there in the hills. So look forward to seeing the launch, gents. Uh, good luck with it. And I'm sure we'll wrap around in, 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 towards the end of the year and see how it all went. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cheers. MI3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre. That's moi in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Nick Slater, music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au or search MI3 Audio Edition on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button.